0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Colony Drop, a Gundam podcast. My name is
1: Isaac. And my name is Brian, and this is a podcast where we talk about anything and everything related to the Mobile Suit Gundam franchise. From the anime, to the music, to the models, to the OVAs, to the movies, you name it, we do it all.
0: And today we're talking about something very special. We're talking about the latest news. We got the big scoop, right Brian?
1: That is right. There was a plethora of new information released about the new... Gundam anime series called Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. This will begin airing in October in Japan, and apparently there will be international simulcasts, Isaac, so hopefully we get same-day or or next-day-ish subbed releases somehow. That should be fun. Yeah. So what do you think, Isaac? It's been a long time since we've really had one kind of on the air I guess the last real one was Iron-Blooded Orphans, right? I mean, there were a few of those build series and battle log type shows, but not a real new series, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. I think we both are. And is, is it me, Brian? Or does this series have like an energy about it, right? Like there's sort of a, an alluring mystery to this enigma, the witch from Mercury. I just I just sense something with the anime
1: style, with with the, with the early images I'm seeing. I think fresh is a good way to describe it. I hadn't thought of that, but that makes sense to me. It definitely seems younger, not in the sense that it's for young children, but in the sense that it feels a little bit different and new. Yeah. Could be because of the the mention of Mercury, right? We don't really generally branch out to that many different planets. I mean, Mars was in Iron-Blooded Orphans, but beyond that, we don't go around the solar system too much. So maybe is that part of it? And then plus you got the female main character.
0: Yeah, that's a first, right? It's got a lot going for it. Also... Just going by the art style, I know this is kind of hard to go by and say this, but it looks like it's going to be a fairly serious Gundam political type intrigue story and by that i mean there's going to be a lot of you know different factions that have different goals and they'll be competing and fighting it's not going to be like build fighters try or G gundam <laughs> it's not going to be <laughs> like gundam age which was a little bit more of a i don't know a, a junior high gundam <laughs> almost this looks like it's it's you know there's megacorps there's factions we're in space fighting go <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, when I read the line about corporations, I was like, Isaac's gonna love this. Oh,
0: yeah, I love me a good Megacorp in sci-fi. I mean, who doesn't, right? Like, it's, you know, they're kind of like the the routine villains. Like, oh, here they come? Yeah, this is gonna be a good story.
1: <laughs> so speaking of story, Isaac, why don't we just launch into the story here? So, listeners, we've, we've had, as you're probably aware, if you're a Gundam fan, there's really not been much information about this show for the last, what, six months, Isaac? We've just had a title, and then they released that teaser a few weeks ago. Which was very short
0: The teaser was essentially an image (laughs) It was like a year ago when we first Like heard about it and like all we knew Was the poster art then a teaser Came out like what two weeks ago something like that Yeah but it's like two seconds
1: (laughs) Yeah so finally we got We got some more information about the story The staff the characters the mobile Suits so we're gonna talk about all Of it kind of our thoughts our speculations I was trying to sum up what this episode Is gonna be Isaac and what I decided It would be is a bunch of very irresponsible judgments, speculations, and predictions about a show that we know barely <laughs> anything about. Pretty
0: much. We're grasping at straws in the dark, right?
1: <laughs> so come along with us. Grasp with us in darkness. <laughs> so Isaac, the the details of the story is pretty short, but it's a lot more than we had before. It's it's short enough to read, so I'm just going to read it. Sure. So we start in the year Ad Stella 122. So right off the bat, Isaac, we're in a new timeline.
0: Well, non you see.
1: An era when a multitude of corporations have entered space and built a huge economic system. A lone girl from the remote planet Mercury transfers to the Astacasia School of Technology, run by the Beneric Group, which dominates the mobile suit industry. Her name is Suleta Mercury. With a scarlet light burning in her pure heart, this girl walks step by step through a new world.
0: Wow. Okay. Interesting. So, we got the Megacorps... <laughs> It's going to span a, a huge economic system so i assume we'll be seeing more than just a mercury sphere and uh sounds like it's going to be an innocent person i assume thrown into the, a mobile suit cockpit and forced to fight if she has a a, a pure heart right
1: <laughs> yeah if, if they mention that she got the pure heart then you know she seems like a good yeah. person
0: Brian, in in episode one, is her like, colony going to be attacked by Monowise and someone's going to throw her in the cockpit of a prototype mobile suit?
1: <laughs> I I don't know. I'm going to say no, actually, because of the, the school oh. setup. I, I feel like oh. she's already a pilot <laughs> in the school and that this is already her Gundam. So something, there must be a slightly different setup this time.
0: The, the school will be attacked by Monowise <laughs> and she'll have to like jump into a Gundam to defend the school.
1: That very well may happen, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So there is a a few, few things, obviously, from this paragraph that we can glean, Isaac. One, the corporation angle, as you mentioned. That's very relevant, very real world from what we kind of see developing in the space, space, in today's world, right? I mean... The space, space. <laughs> today's <laughs> space environment. The industry. Yes, the space industry. It, today's space industry has a lot more corporations in it than it did 50 years ago
0: dare say it's kind of turned into only corporations. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's fair. Uh, this seems like a, a bit of a extension of Iron-Blooded Orphans. We saw some corporations there. We do see some corporations in the UC, but not as many. It's not like all corporations, right? I feel like this is something that a lot of sci-fi stories underestimate sometimes, the presence of corporations rather than some governmental entity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And this sounds like it's going to be much more, um, dare I say, Mobile Suitland meets Cyberpunk you know yeah. whether these big powerful megacorps they're pretty much governments on their own and they've got a lot of high tech and the heroes and characters are just kind of cogs in the machine or everyday people in the, in the shadow of these giant corporations
1: so there was no mention in that plot description about a federation equivalent you know so do you think there will be a space force isaac
0: hm huh. i'm going to go on a limb with my knowledge of how megacorps usually appear and I'm gonna say there's gonna be like the solar corporate council or something like that, <laughs> right? Where it's, yep. the the co- the corporations probably don't all get along, but they have like this loose kind of thing where they can at least meet and talk, you know?
1: Yeah, that that sounds right. Some sort of economic yeah. block type thing. Yeah, just the 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 UN of corpse. <laughs> the second angle is this is this school angle. She's transferring from Mercury to this school. Sounds like this school of technology. I'm envisioning like an MIT or like a Caltech equivalent yeah. in that world.
0: You know what I'm kind of getting? I'm kind of getting like, not that I think it's going to go this way exactly, but remember Kira Yamato? He was in mm-hmm. school. I think they were engineers or something. Or they had like their little mobile suit class. Maybe it's like that. Could be. Could be. Yeah.
1: And this school is apparently run by the Benneret Group or Benneret. What do you think?
0: Hmm. Benneret Group. Benneret.
1: Okay. The Benneret Group. Uh-huh. And they apparently dominate this the mobile suit industry. So maybe they're the lead mobile suit producer or something like that. Mm-hmm. But if you read the character descriptions, it appears, Isaac, that there are factions within the Beneret group. And it sounds like those factions are, are going to be a little bit like Harry Potter houses because it says these characters belong to the Jeterk house or the Grassley house. So what do you think about that? Is that the vibe you hmm. got or am I like off on an island here?
0: No, it's very dune slash game of thrones right now that they're bringing in houses right Mm -hmm, so maybe these will be the factions you know what house are you in oh i'm in such and such house well they have a rivalry at their school because they're both students there but you know they're still loyal to their house at the end of the day
1: another thing is this this description describes mercury as a remote planet which i mean obviously it's remote it's far but i also feel like we can infer that it's not full of life slash completely colonized. So I'm, I'm perhaps thinking more along the lines of the Jupiter sphere in the universal century, except without all the fascism. <laughs>
0: yeah, without the insane totalitarian government that, that puts North Korea to shame. <laughs> you raise a good point. My minimal knowledge of astronomy, I would assume that we'll hear some some setting and and background information some lore setup that says oh you know our group of colonies can only stay in like the, you know the shadow of mercury otherwise we'd burn up Right. And that way it'd be like, okay, that makes sense why their colonies look this way or why their colonies only stay on this side of the planet. Because it would be foolish <laughs> to, <laughs> to take that dose of radiation and heat, you know, <laughs> by getting on the other side of, uh, of Mercury and just getting blasted by the sun. So maybe the, their colonies will be kind of dark, but like very well lit on the inside, something like that. I don't know.
1: No, I think you're exactly right. I don't think it yeah. would have described it that way if it was just bustling and Mercury was full of people right mercury right. is 750 to 850 degrees fahrenheit on the sunny side per google and then the wow. <laughs> the nighttime plummets to negative 350 or so
0: wow okay
1: so, yeah not very hospitable and it's obviously a harsh environment so i think you're right that we're probably going to have to get some sort of lore you know built in at some point probably not in the very beginning um, i'm sure mercury will remain a mystery for quite some time perhaps the mid season finale isaac that's when all the good huh. stuff comes out but the other thing to note, not only did it describe Mercury as a remote planet, but it also said that she transferred from Mercury. That's a big transfer, Isaac. Moving something from Mercury to Earth, that takes a lot of effort. So it's, I'm going to guess that not everyone can do that. Why did she transfer? I think that's, that'll be the backstory. there. Was she running from something, perhaps? It had to have been pretty serious to go all the way from Mercury to Earth. Maybe she doesn't mm-hmm. know what she's running from. Maybe someone you know transferred her for a particular reason.
0: You think she's some type of new type or special abilities? That's why she's called the Witch from Mercury, I assume by her classmates, by the villain, by the bullies in her class, I assume,
1: right? Uh, absolutely. I, I think there's no other reason to be labeled a witch other than having some sort of other or special powers, even if they are perceived yeah. rather than real.
0: Yeah. If their school is all about tech and mobile suits, I assume she's going to get in the cockpit at one point and do something that like no one's able to do. So Agreed i'm sure her friends will be like wow that's pretty awesome and then the enemies at the school will be like oh my god she's a witch and has to be destroyed
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i agree with you it sounds like it's going to be a fish out of water tale yeah take person a from place a and move them to place b uh so the other thing i noticed isaac before we move on to staff and characters here but when i was looking up mercury oh and i'm sure i'm not the first one to notice this so i if, if this has been brought up before, I, I apologize. But when I was searching Mercury, the symbol for Mercury came up. The symbol for Mercury is almost the exact same as the symbol for Venus. The symbol for Venus is the female symbol, the little circle with the cross underneath it. Okay. The symbol for Mercury is the same symbol, but with two little horns on the circle. They look like little devil horns. Huh. I think that could be the inspiration from the, for the witch for Mercury. If you look at it, it looks like a witch symbol. If you have no idea, wow. you know, about what it means, you would you would think it's a, it's a devilish female.
0: It's a symbol from the forces of evil. <laughs> <laughs> she must be burned.
1: <laughs> so that's my thoughts. I'd be curious if other listeners, if you've noticed that or if that's been brought up somewhere else. But, okay, so Isaac, that was the story we were given. Beyond that, we also were given the staff. Listeners, I'm just going to say I'm not going to pronounce <laughs> any of their names because I'm going to butcher all of them, and I don't think they deserve that.
0: So... Brian, you must say their names as a sign of respect to our Japanese listeners, God and you damn must it. do it in a Japanese accent.
1: <laughs> Kobayashi-san, there's a, there's a few I, pr- that I can pronounce. I'll pronounce. Yeah, we those. could do
0: Hiroshi Kobayashi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you
1: know. <laughs> so the director is Hiroshi Kobayashi, who directed something called Dragon Pilot Hisone and Masutan. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. As well as Kiznaier. I've not seen either of those. Isaac, have you heard of those? I haven't. So, if listeners, if you've seen those, I'd be curious on what your thoughts are.
0: No, I haven't, and I and if there's any comments of oh, you know, how can you be an anime fan and not seeing that? Please understand that, <laughs> that Brian and I don't exactly have the massive amount of time we did when we were younger to watch endless amounts of anime and there's just so much anime to watch already so we can't see everything even if it's world-renowned
1: right that's exactly right i would love to watch everything listeners but yeah i mean i, I pay can. for
0: fan funimation but like i know i'll, I'll never watch like you know even 10 percent of what's on there
1: <laughs> absolutely i'm still behind on like attack on titan i started watching that like when it came out whatever six yeah. seven years ago so clearly i'm not up to date <laughs> I know,
0: I'm trying to, it's finished, so I need to catch up. And then there's all this time, like, you know, you want to rewatch something, then it's like you can't even get to something that's new. But anyways, I right. digress. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, the assistant director is Ryo Ando, who looks like worked on interviews with Monster Girls. It's probably not something that would have been in my queue, but, you know, perhaps someone out there has seen you it. You never so. know, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> probably the most interesting one to me, Isaac, is the series Writer. The series is going to be written by Ichiro Okuchi. Okuchi, What do you think on that one, Isaac?
0: Ichiro Okochi. That's <laughs>
1: way better than what I did.
0: That's how you pronounce it. <laughs> Okochi-san.
1: <laughs> so he wrote a very famous series called uh, Code Geass. That was a big hit. That That show is loved uh, in anime fandom pretty heavily. I'll be honest, I watched the first few episodes of that show and I stopped watching it. Couldn't get into it. That said, I know a lot of people love it. Have you ever seen that show, Isaac, or at least heard of it?
0: Yeah, I know vaguely a little bit about it. Oh, God, we sound like such terrible anime fans. <laughs> we do. I, okay. <laughs> I know vaguely a little bit. What's a name? Evangelion. Um, <laughs> I know a little bit about it, but, yeah, I haven't actually seen the whole thing, which isn't really a good excuse because the series is done, <laughs> so it's you should be able to long power gone. through it sometime. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that one might be on Funimation. I'd have to go check. but
0: I assume it is, yeah. I assume that was the top of the Funimation's list when they were putting together what content to actually license.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one, I mean, it's very famous. Uh, so if you like Code Geass, which I think a lot of people do, and you like Gundam, you should be pretty stoked that this person is involved. In terms of character design, we've got an illustrator whose name is Mogumo, who I think is a, a man. So I'll stop there, Isaac, for a moment before we get into mecha design, but I want to point out That I believe the director, the writer, and the main character designer, or at least the original character designer, they're all men, I think. Uh, Maybe not Magumo. It was hard to find info on this person. But the other two are definitely men. That's a little surprising. I thought maybe they would choose a female with a female main character. That's like a, a popular choice now. It doesn't mean you have to. Just a little surprising to me. That's all.
0: Yeah, We'll see.
1: How that plays out, but,
0: um, you know, different culture, right? I I don't mean to uh, say too much about a culture in a country I've never been to, but from what I understand, Japan is still very much um, set in the past, so to speak.
1: (laughs) Japanese listeners, do you have any opinions on that? (laughs) Send them directly (laughs) to uh, Isaac at Colony (laughs) Drop. Isaac is... Do not (laughs) (laughs) send them (laughs) to Brian at Colony (laughs) Drop. Send them directly to Brian. (laughs) And then in terms of mecha design, Isaac, we have quite a few people. Uh, I'm not going to go through their names, but they have quite the resumes here. You've got someone who worked on Metal Gear Solid. Uh, You've got someone who worked on Gundam 00, Macross Delta, Zetai Live, and then three individuals who worked on the Build Divers series. So there's a lot of variety of of mecha designers here, Isaac, and I think you can kind of see that when we get to the mobile suits because I can't say they're all the same
0: no no i mean that's kind of good though right we get very crisp designs and then kind of more bloated big boys (laughs) (laughs) and then um what i like to call modern mobile suit design which is sort of angular tech i would describe it as angular tech you've seen this skinny design since like uh pretty much post seed
1: (laughs) yeah in double o i think it started with the flags Oh yeah,
0: double O What else? Even in Iron-Blooded Orphans There are a lot of this type of design My issue with it is that it's almost Generic Mecha to the point where You don't see it as something Holy Gundam But you know what? I'll, I'll save my My actual opinion for
1: when I see it Yeah, there you go. You gotta see it in action, right? Yeah So Isaac, we also learned a lot about the characters in this show Or at least some of the characters I'm sure this is not all the characters, obviously Yeah. So if we start at the top and go down uh, our main character, as as mentioned in the plot synopsis, was Suletta Mercury, and she pilots the Gundam Ariel. So, first reactions, Isaac, to our image of Suletta here,
0: Brian. She has the same hair color as Amuro Ray.
1: Oh, might be a little brighter, no? Oh, come on, give it. You might,
0: right. <laughs> might be right. <laughs> Don't fight me on this. <laughs> Dude, are, you, are you kidding? We're, we're arguing over shades of red. <laughs> Shades of copper.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right, though. I see that. I see that. I I see your point here. I did not. I did not even think about that.
0: Yep, she's a little Amro Ray from Mercury.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A little messy too, just like Amro's hair, right? You know, Amro was not the most kempt person.
0: No, no, just hanging around in his his underwear when Frau Bo come (laughs) over and all that.
1: (laughs) There should be a side story called Fraternizing with Frau and. Fraternizing. What does she the enemy?
0: <laughs> uh, I and mean, just you know, get the alliteration in
1: there. Oh
0: boy. I'd recommend getting rid of that ponytail because you know, in combat, <laughs> the enemy can grab anything. So just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I can tell from her also is she is dressed wholly different than the rest of the characters that we see. Like she's in completely different colors, a different type of uniform. I guess you're <laughs> unlike most schools where they have uniforms where everybody gets the same one, here they give you a uniform based on where you're from. <laughs> so could be, could you'll, be. You'll stick out.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. All the other students that we see in here have this sort of green and black color scheme, which I like a lot actually. Yeah. It's kinda of like a school version of Tekken.
0: Huh. Yeah.
1: But then hers, she's got the white and black. Yeah. Uh, and then with gold as an accent instead of red. So yeah, she's already got like a special look to her. So, again, with the potential witch uh, power there.
0: I'm guessing this takes place on Earth because almost everybody's in shorts.
1: (laughs) Agree, yeah. It seems like it has to be Earth-based or at least somewhere not (laughs) Mercury-based.
0: The school's in a part of Earth that's fairly warm where you'd want to be in
1: shorts. (laughs) The open boots don't seem very functional, but my wife said they look super comfortable. So, I did some very scientific research again, Isaac. I got the one female that I have access to. Of course. I said, "Do you like this character?" And I read her the character description. Her character description basically says that you know she's transferred here and that she lacks uh, communication skills. <laughs> My wife said, "It looks like she's going to be a whiner and be helpless. Her shorts are stupid, but her hair looks like a warrior, and her boots look comfortable." So, very valuable feedback, as you can tell. Yeah, <laughs>
0: perfect. I mean, for all we know, the boots—that's how they do it in Mercury. That's all the style over there.
1: Let's talk about the the lack of communication skills. I'm not excited for another protagonist that lacks communication skills. We've had this sort of in spades, and I don't need it again. We just had Mikazuki. Yeah. I, now I'm thinking this is going to be more like the girl Mika, and less like a Karen Joshua or a Haman.
0: You think this is somewhat of a story tactic, so that like how in video games, you know, the character you play as a lot of the times doesn't really say much. They have very, Could be. They have a very bland personality, just so you can project yourself onto them.
1: Could be. Is, is that the plan? Yeah, could very well be, but I mean, we've just we get it all the time, right? We had, we had Hiro Yui, Mikazuki, we've had Setsuna, we've had. I would even argue that um, Shin from Sea Destiny kind of fits that mold a little bit. Hmm. You know, Amro and Camille to some extent. I don't know. I feel it's a little overdone, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I'll give them a little bit more credit and say that this is how she starts: very timid, weak communication skills, and her arc is that she's gonna come out of her shell. I assume, save the planet or something, defeat some evil threat, and then have great communication skills in the final battle, giving out (laughs) orders and, you know, where to go and take this position, you know, attack formation, whatever, all that.
1: What do you think about her name? Name's very important in Gundam. Almost all Gundam protagonists have very distinct names, right? If you Google Amuro, you get Amuro Ray. If you Google Camille
0: Hmm. with
1: a K, you get Camille Bidon. Mikazuki, you get Mika, right? What about Suleta?
0: See, I'm okay with Suleta, but, like, I'm kind of curious why her last name is Mercury. Mm. Is Mercury such a closed colony that, oh, if if you're born here, we all have the same last name? Or is this a case of, you know, her cruel classmates are like, whatever your last name is, we'll just call you Mercury.
1: Mm, could be, yeah. Or perhaps she doesn't know her, her last name. Maybe people from Mercury don't have last names.
0: <laughs> the sun burned away their last name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. It is a little odd, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, but I'll go with it. Maybe there's a good explanation. It's just a little bizarre that the planet you're from is your last name, you know, like Brian, California. Come on.
1: <laughs> I'm going to wager that it's not her real last name.
0: Okay, well, we'll see. Plot thickens.
1: What do you think about the Gundam aerial, Isaac, the the titular mobile suit?
0: It gives me a lot of reconquista vibe.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Right, it has somewhat of a semi-organic structure to it. The face especially, it's not the usual Gundam face that we're used to, mm-hmm. but I'm not wholly against it. I'm just not too wowed. Yeah. It gets points for not being in heels either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you, I agree. I think it looks a bit awkward in the line art. I think I said that on some other episode. Mm-hmm. The, I think the model kit looks really good, and I think the animation, particularly that one poster we got, uh, where like, it's getting up behind her. I think it looks uh-huh. really good there, so maybe it's just one of those that looks better like in motion or in three D rather than just kind of some flat line art. Yeah, some of the proportions look a little weird to me. I feel I feel like the shoulders are a little small, the thighs are a little big, and maybe that's intentional. Because when <laughs> when my wife looked at it, she said, "Oh, it looks female uh, with the hips." Does it strike oh. you as a female Gundam, Isaac?
0: Not quite. It it strikes me as one that they purposely left a bit um downgraded because mm-hmm. we know there's going to be like the halfway point upgrade part you know
1: <laughs> absolutely yeah I wrote down looks right yeah. for upgrades so I think we're thinking along the same lines there. the
0: shoulders the chest you know it'll get a bigger crest everything will happen
1: so yeah I think there's room to see where the aerial goes I agree with you don't hate it but you know I didn't look at it and be like this is my favorite one ever is it gonna work for female fans Isaac if you're a female who's never seen Gundam before are you gonna fall in love with the Gundam aerial
0: I don't think so no I mean I can't speak for the female audience but eh eh <laughs> 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 no? I'll say no? <laughs> yeah.
1: So, listeners, I'm really curious to hear your opinion on the Gundam Aerial, in particular. I mean, really, I want to hear what you think about all the mobile suits, but, but really the Gundam Aerial, because that's like, you know, all the merchandise is going to have this one on it, hmm. for better or worse, right? No one talks about age anymore, because I don't feel like a lot of people love the age designs. You don't see age merchandise.
0: No, that crashed and burned, didn't it?
1: You see the Freedom Gundam everywhere. You see Wing Gundam Zero everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Reconquista? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I actually like the stuff. I, you stuff. Know, I'm excited to watch those movies, but w- I'm just curious which path we think the Ariel is headed on here, so they'll be curious to see.
0: Not the good path.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Our second character, Isaac, is Meereen Rembrandt, or Rembrandt. Probably like Rembrandt, so Meereen Rembrandt.
0: Yeah, the T was lost in the future.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Things are just sleeker in the future, Isaac. You don't have, you don't have it's, time for yeah,
0: T's. We, we don't have time
1: for that. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it down. I think this is my favorite character design out of all the ones we got to see. Hmm. I like her little hair floofs, and I like her shoes. I think they're they're mean-looking, so I think she's powerful. Hmm. She's not a pilot. She sounds like she's more of a uh, political player at the school. What do you think about Meereen?
0: Uh, I'd like to imagine they become friends, and she's on the bridge of the uh, the White Place uh, placeholder. Ah, uh, the inevitable capital ship. Yeah, I don't think she's the captain necessarily, but she might be, like, the close female friend. She's one of the strategists on the ship, something like that.
1: So she's a really good student, distinguished academically, and she's the only daughter of Delling Rembrandt, the president of the Benerick Group and chairman of the school's board. She apparently does not like her father too much, or at least is, uh, has a strong, rebellious feeling. Hmm. Kind I'm getting like a class president vibe, Isaac, like the popular girl who's really good at everything.
0: Yeah, maybe. I was thinking maybe more like Gigi, almost. Like mm. Maybe she'll be like bratty, defiant, kind of.
1: Could be both. Could be both.
0: Interestingly, she's the only one that doesn't. I mean, she's in shorts, but she's also in leggings. So who knows? In this universe, maybe like that's a class thing. You know, she. well, I'm better than you guys. Like, I cover my legs. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I'm part of the elite because I cover my legs. <laughs> you peasants and your yeah. bare legs. <laughs> yeah. But she keeps her hair long, too. Uh
1: oh. <laughs> Isaac, our third character is, oh boy. Ghoul? <laughs> Jewel? Jewel? Ghoul? Jewel? It's. G'ul. G'ul Jaturk. That is a mouthful, Isaac. Guarantee mm-hmm. you he's the only fi- fictional character named that. He's angry because of his name. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to Meereen, he is uh, an heir to one of the three houses, Jaturk, Jaturk Heavy Machinery. And it uh, looks like he's the ace pilot of that house, the Jaturk house. Apparently he has quite the temper, Isaac, and he's very confident in his skills. And he pilots the Delanza. I'm going to let you describe that one because that, as you said, is a thick boy.
0: Oh, boy. Okay. This thick boy, he heard about shoulder pads and he decided to double <laughs> up. He went for the <laughs> XXXL. And he's a flamboyant guy. So he said, you know what? I want my mobile suit to be magenta. And then after it was done painted, he said, I don't think this is enough. I think I need a massive feather on my head. <laughs> so he put a massive feather on the crest of his mobile suit. And th- this thing is just, it screams loud. It screams either I'm an ace or I'm clearly in command of my own squadron.
1: Yeah, So I mean, supposedly he's the ace of that house. The proportions on this are pretty wonky, Isaac. The the torso is really big. The legs are too short. And the shoulders are huge.
0: Yeah, It's it doesn't have like dumbbell bell bottoms, but it's got like these kind of big thigh calves.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: What also kind of throws me off is What do we call this? The groin guard, (laughs) the the cod piece of the mobile suit. It's like oversized. It is. It's got a lot going on.
1: Maybe he's compensating. You know.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Just looking at the back, this clearly has a some type of heat weapon or something like that, right? It's got
1: these two swords. So those two sword things do look pretty intimidating. And then he's got, you know, if you look at his hair, he's got this sort of pink swath of hair uh, amongst all of his brown hair, which I think goes with the feather on his suit, right?
0: Yeah, he wants people to know it's him. So, Brian just looking at his face, like good guy, bad guy.
1: Uh I think he's a angry good guy. Yeah,
0: okay. He'll he'll be like the uh the reckless brother on the ship, right? Yes. Yes, agree. Okay. In combat he's a cannon, but like a, a loose cannon.
1: Yeah, he's a rhino that you just let go.
0: He'll interrupt the strategy meeting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My first thought on him, Isaac was actually that he looks like Andrew Woldfelt in his angsty teenager face. <laughs> My wife says he looks like a frat bro.
0: Oh, yeah, especially the way he, like, carries his jacket. Like, yeah. I'm too tough. I got that. Well, that's a, a, a Japanese cultural thing, right, I think I read? I mean, I see that a lot in anime, yeah. The jacket on your shoulders is, like, Defiance or something or mm-hmm. something like that, or you're, you're nonconformist.
1: Uh, next, we move to the another house, another faction, the Pale House, which I believe is from Pale Technologies. I don't know, what do you think? Pale? Peel?
0: I'd say Peel.
1: Okay, Peel House or Peel Technologies. This person's name is Elon Ceres, and he pilots the Gundam Ferect. Isaac sounds like he is a top pilot. He's very solitary, and I think the most important part of his description is he does not open his heart to anyone in the school, and he has an interest in Suleta. What does that scream to you, Isaac?
0: I mean, he might be the villain. I don't know. Or, or one of the villains.
1: Is he our Shar?
0: I think the next character might be actually Shar,
1: but. Oh, okay.
0: There could be some type of subversion. We don't know yet. See, I don't know if this is going to be, like, the case of, like, the friend on the ship who, like, had feelings for her the whole time, mm. and he's, like, really introspective, or he really is going to be the shar and, you know, Peel Technologies is going to be the villain behind the whole thing.
1: His look reminds me a little bit of McGillis. He's very pensive. I feel like he's hiding something.
0: Yeah, very intelligent.
1: Yeah, the Gundam Farrick, it looks evil. It looks very <laughs> Zone of Enders. This is your one, right, with the modern design. It's got the slim waist. The big stilettos. Oh, God. The the spindly legs, spindly arms. The red little details are... Sinister. (laughs) Yeah, very sinister. I agree. That's perfect. In a a game,
0: those would be like flashing red, and you have to shoot those. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) What I don't like is the face, though. Once again, we have a case. I'm not a traditionalist, but you look at the face, and you don't think, that's a Gundam. You just look at the face, and you think, that's a mobile suit. Mm, Yep, fair. It doesn't have the distinguishing Gundam look
1: agree. It definitely reminds me more of McGillis's, uh, those other suits that he used in Iron-Blooded Orphans, the ones that were not Gundams.
0: Yeah, and extrapolating what I can from Peel House and Peel Technologies, I'm guessing their faction is all about ranged weapons, because I don't see a single handheld weapon on his mobile suit.
1: Mm, good point, good point. Did not notice yeah. that. Yeah, I don't see any beam savers unless he's hiding them somewhere. Yeah. He's also the only other character besides Suleta that has a Gundam, for right now anyway.
0: Oh boy, we know we're gonna see more than one, <laughs> but for now, yeah. So maybe, he, yeah, maybe he will be the rival.
1: Uh, the last character we got a little insight into is Shadik Zanelli, who is from Grassley House or Grassley Defense Systems, the third house of the factions, and he pilots the Michaelis. Uh, I like this guy's design. I think he's cool. These little curvy sandals. He's adopted, right? I think from the Grassley CEO.
0: Yeah, I got red flags everywhere. Okay, he's dressed so different. He's got, like, poofy pants. Yeah, he um,
1: does have poofy pants. Never trust anyone with poofy nope. pants, listeners. I'm
0: big on pants. Like, fans, if we ever meet and stuff, like, at a convention or something, I'm going to look at your pants. <laughs> so. <laughs> You'll be sized up, and I'll be like, I can't trust this guy. <laughs> if,
1: if they're too poofy, you go to the back of the line. This, Yeah, this man's got too much pant
0: going on. <laughs> he's blonde like Char, Brian. He's blonde Agreed. like Char. And don't let the look on his face fool you. There's something else going on with this guy, with him being... I'm sure this whole adopted thing will be revealed that, like, oh, my God, he was actually from Mercury, too, and he's going to get revenge on Earth by for Mercury. Yes. And, and then, like, he's going to be the final villain. Something's going to happen.
1: So that was my other thought for another reason we'll get to here at the end. But I think you're supposed to think Elon is Shar, but Shadiq is probably Shar.
0: It's a bait. It's bait for the audience.
1: What do you think about the Michaelis? I like this one. This one's my favorite one. No. <laughs> no? <laughs>
0: I don't care for it. It's very Zone of the Enders kind of looking thing. It looks interesting. Like It, it actually looks like it's high tech. Like Maybe his faction has house. Maybe they're all about energy weapons or something. Because mm. it, it looks like he's only built for energy weapons or something, right?
1: Yeah, I don't see a gun. I see what looks like maybe a shield or an arm cannon.
0: And then on the other side, some type of beam has to come out of that gauntlet thing.
1: Oh, perhaps. Yes,
0: perhaps a, yeah. a a gauntlet saber or something like that. So maybe their house went all in on energy weapons.
1: The only thing I don't like about the michaelis is the feet are too small. <laughs> those tiny little heels. Yeah. Those those aren't <laughs> going to get it done. Those, those dainty little house slippers. Those are space feet, Isaac. Those aren't land feet.
0: No. Well, maybe this was an animation choice cuz they really wanted like the shoulders and upper body to really, you know, bloom as you go up, but yeah. And I'm not a fan of the colors either. It's eh. It's eh.
1: I, I think it looks cool. I think it looks like a knight kind of thing, like a knight in armor.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll give it that, yeah.
1: So I can dig that. So the last thing we learned, Isaac, is that there is going to be a, a prequel episode uh, called Mobile Suit Gun and the Witch for Mercury Prologue. Very creative there on the name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it will premiere on July 14th, so pretty soon, you know, about a month away, at an event called Gundam Next Future, Link the Universe. It's a an event held at the four different sites where the life-size Gundams are. It sounds like it'll be aired there. I'm sure we'll, hopefully they put it online or something after that. And there will be two different mobile suits in, in that, Isaac. Did you notice that? One of them yeah. is the Gundam Elfrith, and the other has a terrible name. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you get first pass at that one.
0: This is clearly from Shadiq Zanelli's house grassley house grassley defense systems because it's the identical color scheme to the michaelis mobile suit Mm -hmm. and once again brian this thing has no visible weapons that i see so i assume it shoots lasers from some parts of its body or beam weapons and this is the Beguir.
1: agree on your observation there so i think that lends more credence to your shadika's shar theory yeah because the elfrith clearly is or is related to the gundam ariel yeah, and the Beguir Boo is clearly, or is, or related to the Michaelis.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm assuming the houses we're going to be it, looking at a mobile suit. You're going to instantly be able to tell what house it is. It's from, right? You know, and that house has its own approach to combat and defenses and how they design the mobile suits. So we're going to get very defined factions based on the houses, and the mobile suits are going to correspond to that color wise and also uh, design and weapon wise.
1: When you look at the Gundam aerial, does it belong to any one house or um, what do you see in it? I don't think it belongs to any one house.
0: Hmm. That's a good point. You think, oh, okay. You think that we're going to get a reveal in like episode one or something? They're like, well, you know, the Gundam aerial is actually the only joint operation from all the houses to work together and build one mobile suit.
1: Could be, or it could be some rogue yes. faction from Mercury. The
0: Mercury Resistance. Okay. Yeah, one of those two is gonna obviously be it. Like Mercury's like, look, this is what we put together out in Mercury. And the other houses are probably like, Oh my god <laughs> <laughs> How is this possible? <laughs> it
1: runs on space magic, space witch powers.
0: Yeah, only a witch could pilot that. <laughs> Some of our, our, our guesses were wrong, though, Brian, because we don't see any references to cauldrons or covens.
1: <laughs> I know, man. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, we, we don't see magic symbols or magic of any kind.
1: <laughs> They're really dropping the ball, Isaac.
0: This is very much of someone being called a witch, either because of what a beast they are on the battlefield or, or some other reasoning.
1: I mean, we, we kind of, like, surmise that at least. But you know, just we failed on the witch imagery.
0: <laughs> we'll save that for Halloween Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: oh, brilliant idea. We should do that. Halloween <laughs> coming soon listeners Halloween day. yeah just give us four months <laughs> <laughs> okay so Isaac that was pretty much all the news we got are you more or less excited now to watch the show
0: I'm more excited I like what I've seen so far about the setting I'm very curious about the houses and how they stick to this kind of rigid approach to their mobile suit design female character female lead character I'm really surprised at that and I'm really interested in seeing where it goes so I'm all aboard. You won't watch the dub, just get it me <laughs> 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 How about you Brian, how do you feel about all this?
1: Yeah, I like it a lot I think what I like the most, Isaac Is that the setting and sort of the setup Feels different, right? So like if you look at the setup of Seed Or Double O It feels a little samey It doesn't mean it's a bad show It just means that it's a little bit similar to what you've seen before so here, I don't get that sense at all. And I, I liked that about Iron-Blooded Orphans. I think that's what made it such a good show, was that it was very different. You know, there was no Federation vs. Zeon. There was no five super teenagers that do something. That kind of thing. So I, I, get, <laughs> I get that same vibe from this show, and I'm excited to see where they take it. And I think that the setup of this show being a school show, which is something we talked a lot about in our Gundam Wing rewrite, I think that's a good idea if they're trying to get New people into Gundam, which I believe is a stated goal of this series. Mm. I think they want young people from all over the world to to get into Gundam and enjoy the show. Oh,
0: so it's gonna be almost like a Harry Potter. Gundam approach right Like, there's these four houses you know like there's the Slytherin house and they're like Ugh, they're all Ugh, you know <laughs> there's like the Gryffindor house and of course they're all heroes and you know good looking and then there's the, there's the other houses that you can kind of forget about you know but like yeah. they yeah they're battling it out the school and all that and there's gonna be a headmaster of the school okay okay I see what they're doing
1: you could know? very well be look all I'm saying is it instead of selling one piece of merchandise with the school's logo on it. Now you can sell three pieces of merchandise, one from each house, right? You know, you got three different yeah. logos.
0: What house are you with? I'm with Grassley House. What house are you with? <laughs> I'm with Peel House.
1: Well, you're clearly with the Jaturk House because they have all the thick stuff.
0: Yeah, I I might I might have to go with them, even though like I don't think that the Lanza represents me very well. <laughs> it's like, do we really have to go in a combat with feathers on our heads? <laughs> thick but showy yeah even I have limits to how showy I can be though (laughs) but sure maybe it performs great Uh, one thing that's kind of interesting or maybe not maybe they'll show up later but no mono eyes
1: yeah so far anyway you think they'll show up later is like well I don't know I mean look at uh, if you look at the Michaelis that's sort of a mono eye mmm it's kind of a visor it's not really a mono eye
0: yeah that's just a static screen though you know like yeah for all we know, the, there's going to be a
1: rival school, right? They fight like once in a while, and of course they got the mono eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks like the Dom, though. You know, it's got the little cross. Maybe there, maybe a mono eye will uh, crop up in there. If you see the mono eye right away, you know that he's the, the guy, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll see. No red mobile suit though. Interesting. At least not yet. You know,
1: we're, we're it's it's more woke now. You got magenta.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's not the same though. You know, like yeah. uh, th- no, there has to be red. It's tradition.
1: Agree. Yeah, I don't know where the red one is. I'm sure we'll see it at some point. I will say that the Michaelis would look pretty menacing in red.
0: Yeah, actually. I mean, yeah, maybe there'll be a a color change at some point. You know, one thing I'm not expecting from the series, just based on this information, uh, Fleet Battles, I think will be a very Fleet Battle-less series.
1: Agree. I don't see any mention of giant fleets here. There's no grand political governmental feud between yeah governments that would have the resources to produce space fleets.
0: I think we might see ships a bit more like we did in Gundam Wing, where they're essentially just moving the mobile suits into space, mm-hmm. and like or in um what season two of uh of Double O. Yeah, the ships almost never fight each other. They just launch our mobile suits and. Either get destroyed or just go home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Isaac, this is a school show.
0: Do you think we're going to get a tournament arc? I'd hope so, yeah. I wonder how this fighting's going to play out. Like, are they actually going to be, like, war fighting? Or is it going to be almost, like, not like G-Fighter or, or build fighters, but, um, you know, almost like sparring. Like, they're they're competing technologies, so they, they always go toe-to-toe. It's just never to the death.
1: Okay, Isaac, any last thoughts before we turn it over to the listeners?
0: We're excited. We hope it's great. We, we hope that it was done incredibly well. We're excited for it, and we can't wait to see it.
1: All right, listeners, give us your thoughts on any of the new information that we received, the plot synopsis, the characters' mobile suits. Let us know what you're excited about. Do you think any of our predictions are ridiculous? Do you think we're on the money? Who do you think's the bad guy? Is it Shadiq? Is it Elon? Let us know. I really don't think it's Google. Gul? I don't think it's Gould. Mm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Blondie. <laughs> I'd put money on it. All right, we'll see how it plays out. Isaac, take us away.
0: All right, listeners, before you go to sleep tonight, stand next to your bed, get on your knees, put your hands together, look up at the ceiling, and hail the witch from
1: Mercury. Good night, everybody.